And what mm-hmm. insurance company is going to want to pay for that? <laughs> they will if you have the right coverage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go check your policy. Hello. You have stumbled onto another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life where we strive for ways to achieve those two goals and we invite friends on to help us. And today we're very lucky to be joined by Joelle Ferriolo. Joelle is a protector of wealth and personal insurance concierge, (laughs) which I very much like. Joelle, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm really excited to talk to you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So insurance, I think, is one of those things that people don't even understand the surface of it. You know, the more I learn about insurance, the more I realize how much there is to know about it. How did you get interested in going down that road? Well, you know, like a lot of people stumbled into it out of college. You know, most people don't grow up and say, hey, I want to be an insurance agent when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) No, you just kind of stumble upon it and um, found out that I loved it because it's, there's so many different facets involved and it's. You know, you never have a boring day. Wow. So it's Not too many people to really say that. Kind of Yeah. <laughs> There's always something interesting happening that, that uh, creates the need for the right insurance. So do you cover all aspects, like from like sort of life to house to all the different pieces that you might need? I focus mainly on property and casualties. So that would be your personal insurance, like uh, your autos, your cars, your boats basically any kind of stuff that you have and then the liability exposures that go along with them. Life insurance is not really one of my expertise. Uh, so I leave that to the people that, that really focus on that more. Um, and on top of personal lines, I also help businesses. So I like to help businesses like uh, commercial real estate. So if there's a condo building, the association needs insurance. I, I handle that a lot. And uh also animal, also animal services. So uh, doggy daycares and uh, animal hospitals. I'm a, a, a big lover of animals. So I, I like to help out wherever I can. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. And you know, it's funny how I was talking to somebody the other day who they were doing a doggy daycare type of thing. And then of course, nobody was going to work. No one was traveling. Oops. And so they, their business kind of dried up. And so they came up with this idea of doing um, doggy play dates sort of. So the people would bring their dogs over and they like, she has a structured play for them and it was just worked out really great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta adapt in these times. Yeah. So what do you find is the most, is there, is, is there one thing that, or a couple of things that you feel like when people learn about them, they're surprised like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I need that. Or, you know, like something about (laughs) insurance that we think we know that we don't know. (laughs) Right. Right. So a lot of times what I'll do when I am looking at a new client is I'll review their current insurance policies. And oftentimes there are um, particular areas of the insurance policy that have been either not purchased or specifically excluded um, and that's ways that insurance companies will keep their rates low because essentially they're taking coverages off that people don't realize are being removed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can certainly talk a little bit about that. Like, for example, water backup. 
people think, oh, well, it's water damage. It's going to be covered on my homeowner's insurance. And and it has been the highest contested claim coverage um, for a while now. So basically what that means is people call their insurance company and try to file a claim for this and then find out that it's not covered. And then they have to fight with the insurance company and contest it, basically. Um, and so water backup would be just what it sounds like. The water was in your house. It left your house and now it's back. And if that's the case, it's not going to cover it if, if there's damage uh, from that. So that's one of the biggest ones that insurance companies will automatically exclude, but you do have the opportunity to purchase it back. Now it's the agent's job to let you know that, uh, but it just, it's not always done. It's not always done. And so when, Folks are calling in uh, in a transactional type of way, and they'll say, well, hey, I'm buying a house. I need insurance. What's your cheapest rate? Which is, right. you know, what you get a right. lot of when, when you don't know what you're buying. You assume everything's the same, so just get the cheapest. Um, and so that's one of those things that, that gets missed. Yeah, there's that. There's also um, when you're buying an older home, or when you have an older home and you're just switching insurance, there's something called ordinance or law coverage. Some insurance companies will say um, ordinance. Some will just say law. Some will say building codes. There's all different ways to say it. No two insurance companies are exactly the same. So that makes life even more fun <laughs> when it comes to insurance. Um, but Basically, what it does is it pays for the upgrades that you have to make to your home after there's a loss when they're rebuilding it or um, repairing whatever that portion is. Sometimes, let's say there's one side of your house that needs to be rebuilt because of a fire. Well, since the house was built 30 years ago, there have been different laws and ordinances that now come into play when you're rebuilding the home. So the insurance company doesn't pay for those added things because they're only paying for what the house was like when they started insuring it, uh, not for what needs to be done. So without this added little extra coverage on the policy, you could be out of pocket thousands of dollars. So what are we talking oh, for these little add-ons? I mean, are these going to add thousands of dollars to our policy? No, or? no, <laughs> like $20 a year. <gasps> yeah, but it's those little things because when people are looking for the cheapest insurance, $20 might make or break that agent's sale. So if the agent is just trying to hurry up and you know flip the sale and get onto the next one, they, you know, they'll take that risk, assuming the insured doesn't know any better. And hopefully that's not a problem for them. Wow. I take things a little bit differently. So I work more like a risk manager. So when I say personal insurance concierge, that's, I mean, that's really what I am. I'm, I'm the person who takes your, all of your risks holistically and helps you understand what could possibly happen and how do you fix it? And how do you not only prevent it from happening, because I like to do that too. I don't want my 
customers to file claims any more than they want to file claims. So, <laughs> you know, I, I try to help them to understand how to avoid certain risks. Um, but then, of course, place the insurance for if there is no way to avoid it. Yeah, some friends of mine had a nightmare situation. They had a three-family home and uh, it burned. They had a fire and it was exactly what you said. I mean, they they had insurance, but it was more like to cover the loan type of thing. They mm. didn't have replacement costs. They didn't have things, you know, any sort of riders to bring it up to the current code. And they fought, they're still, as far as I know, the house still has not finished in three years and they're fighting with the insurance company and they're going back and forth and they wouldn't, there was some reason that at the beginning they wouldn't come and like cover up the roof. And so it ended up getting damaged inside. And so now that, you know, the, the actual repair is so much more, you know, more than it should have been and would have had to be, but I mean, right. $20 a year. I'm sure they would have gladly paid that if they even knew, right. They don't know they're making these decisions. Right. Right. And so when, when buying home insurance is transactional like that, really the only thing that you can compare is price because you don't necessarily know what goes into everything. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of different homeowner insurance forms. There's, there's different coverage limits. And like you said, with the replacement cost, even at replacement costs, there's different levels of replacement costs. So, and these are things that the average person doesn't want to go through all this, especially if you're already in the process of buying a home, which is complicated enough. (laughs) You don't want to have to deal with the insurance is now complicated. Um, So I try to make things a little bit easier and I break them down and just say, okay, this is what's important and this is why it's important. And I like to have conversations with my customers about it so that it's not just information dump and way too much at at a already stressful time. Now, (laughs) so the backup water thing, it made me think about ice dams. Um, Mm -hmm. Are those typically covered? I mean, this. Yep. So ice dams are typically covered. One thing to be sure of though, is when you have them repaired, make sure that there is also a plan for um, avoidance of it next time. So don't just patch up the roof and fix your gutters and be done with it. It's okay, well now we have to make sure that there's insulation in the roof or something to, you know, melt the the snow and the ice to prevent it from happening in the future. Because what will happen is if they try to get another insurance company down the road, they might not be able to for a few more years if they don't show that they actually did something to avoid this from happening again. Yeah. And a lot of companies will actually pay for that upgrade. If you know, right. Some won't though. (laughs) Some won't. (laughs) That's actually brings up a point that I'm curious about. You see, is there a dramatic difference between companies or is it more that you have to just make sure you ask for the right thing? there is a dramatic difference between companies. Uh, Some will automatically include certain things. Others will automatically exclude certain things. Um, Within different limits in the policy and in the contract, there will be different levels of coverage that are automatic. Um, So yeah, it's, there's 
a great variety of, of options per insurance company. You know, some companies, for example, on when we talk about replacement costs of the home, most insurance companies will provide replacement costs, but only up to a certain dollar amount. So in other words, if you purchase your house at $500,000 and the replacement cost, which is what the insurance company thinks it would cost to actually rebuild the home in the event of a total loss, let's say that's at $450,000. The insurance companies typically will either say that's all you have is the $450,000, but we'll give you replacement costs. So we're not going to depreciate for the age of everything. Other insurance companies and, and the majority of them will give you up to 25% over that and then they'll still stop. What I like to do is place my customers with the insurance policies that have a guaranteed replacement cost. So they're gonna pay whatever it takes to rebuild the house and they're not going to cap it at any point. And the reason why that's important is because a lot of times when there is a total loss, it's going to happen because of some sort of catastrophic event that also affects your neighbors, your neighborhood, a few miles, you know, right. around. Right. And when that's the case, that means all of the costs to rebuild have exponentially increased right. because the insurance companies typically have a certain amount of time when they have to get these things done. And if the contractor wants to charge 20 times their usual fee, then they can do that and they'll get away with it because they know the insurance company has to pay it. And so that's, that's where you want to have a guaranteed replacement. So you don't have to worry about having your house three quarters of the way done and then realizing, uh-oh, I have a 12, 13, $14,000 bill that I have to pay on my own because my insurance policy was capped. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So many things to think about. That's why we need a concierge. <laughs> I'm like Debbie Downer. <laughs> oh, no, it's education. It's perfect. Because, you know, they're just things that you just wouldn't know. I mean, when I hear replacement costs, I'm going to think you're going to replace my house, right? But like for my house, for an example, so I have, um, I know that if my house was floated away in, in, in the, you know, in, in the tide, that my foundation is not to the current code. So I don't think that I'd be able to rebuild on that foundation. Maybe, maybe I would, but if they said, oh no, you have to bring everything up to the current code, then that's going to be basically we're building this house from scratch and what insurance company is going to want to pay for that. <laughs> they will, if you have the right coverage, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> go check your policy, make sure it says ordinance or law 100%. And I have no idea. I have no, and I'm, yeah, I bet not. I'm not alone. Because why would you? Right. I bet 100% of the people listening, unless they happen to be insurance agents themselves, that 100% of the people have no idea what any of their, what, what could possibly be covered. Right. And no. you'd be surprised too. You mentioned if, if your house floats away in the tide, that's not covered on homeowner's insurance. You have to have flood insurance for that. And flood insurance is separate, which surprisingly enough, a lot of people are not aware of. And it's, it's a very specific um, definition of flood for it to be covered uh, one way or the other. So, <laughs> so people will say, okay, oh, my house was flooded because 
I had um, a crack in my pipe and my whole first floor was flooded. Okay, well, you had a crack in your pipe, that's gonna be covered. But if your house is flooded because water was rising from ground level, that's actual flood by the definition and only covered on a flood insurance policy. So, and I could go into details about flood insurance for days as well. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, if if you if your house was floating away in the tide, it's flood insurance that would cover it. Yeah. And now how about things like natural events? Like I was thinking about what happens if you, I don't know, left your window open or a tree fell through your house and when you weren't there or whatever, and, and that's rain damage and stuff. I mean, is that considered like a flood or a natural disaster or how do, I mean, are these things that would be typically covered by a normal policy for people? Right. Yes. So those would be typically covered if the tree falls, it's generally a windstorm. If you left the window open and rain came in, that's fine because it's rain from the sky. It's not rain from the ground coming up. Right. Okay. Um, if it's not water rising, then it's, it's something that would be covered. Yeah. Um, but again, it's one of those things where you need to look at your policy. You need to See what the insurance company has for a deductible, because for windstorms and hurricanes, often there is a huge deductible in play. So you might say, oh, I have a thousand dollar deductible. That's what we said when we signed up for the policy. Well, 20 years ago, when you signed up for the policy, maybe it was a thousand dollar deductible. But since then, uh, actually, really, since Katrina hit, they started uh, increasing the hurricane deductibles. Some of them are hurricane deductibles where it has to be a named storm before they can hit you with the big deductible. Some of them are windstorm deductibles. So any windstorm, you have a huge deductible. And, and the huge deductible can come in the form of a percentage. And this is another area where I caution people to always look at the details of their policies or ask their agent. Because if you have a hurricane coming, and your policy says, oh, I have a 2% deductible. What do you think that 2% deductible means? I guess it would Seriously, what do you think? The, it's the estimate of the damage or the repaired estimate. That is know. what most people think. Nope. <laughs> the 2% deductible. Yes, that's exactly why this is so um, confusing and why people automatically dislike insurance. <laughs> if I just if I'm just blatant about it, people dislike insurance because they feel like they're being tricked. Two percent of the deductible of two percent means two percent of the dwelling replacement value that they have on your policy. So if if we're talking about a five hundred thousand dollar house, your deductible is two percent of five hundred thousand, not two percent of whatever the damage is. So you might be thinking, oh well, you know, my house, the the cost to rebuild my or replace my roof might be. 10, 15,000. So what's 2% of that? Oh, that's fine. No, it's 2% of the whole house. Um, so right. a lot of times that means you're paying for your roof out of pocket and you don't realize it until you have the claim. And that's when you start getting upset and you start saying that you dislike your agent, your insurance company, whatever it may be. And you know, you, 
you're kind of right to dislike them because they didn't do their job and tell you just because they put it in bold on the piece of paper with 50 other pages in an envelope once a year doesn't mean that they're doing their job. So mm -hmm. that's where the, the agent is so important in, in home buying. I, I completely urge everyone to make sure that they use a trusted professional when they are purchasing homeowner's insurance. If you are going online or dialing an 800 number and speaking to somebody without a face, I wouldn't do it because you're, you're putting yourself at risk. And for not any savings from the sounds of it, but like just nominal, not even, you know, worth talking about kind of savings. Not usually, no. And oftentimes, because an independent agent works with companies that are not available direct to consumer, the insurance policy costs are actually not more than what you would get by clicking or calling, (laughs) like the advertisements on television say. (laughs) You know, Limu Emu or whoever is not going to. (laughs) Um, they're, They're not competing with agents. They're competing with the Geico's, the progressives and all the other direct to consumer companies, you know? So it's, it's just a whole other thing. I think those companies are great for folks that um, are just starting out. You know, they don't have much established yet, but if you have a sizable assets, you don't, you don't want to go that route. <laughs> I know it's a lot of information. And like I said, I could talk for days about this and still not have everything out there. Well, the the thing is people don't find any of these things out until it's way too late, until they have a claim, right? right? I mean, and then you find out, oh no, oops, sorry. That 2% was of, you know, my, you know, gross annual last year, you know, like what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Of the the agent, you know, like, what are you, what are you saying? No, no, nothing to do with. Matter of fact, after COVID is over, I'm going to host a party just for people to complain about things that happen with their insurance. (laughs) It'll be like, yeah, it'll be just a powwow of everyone complaining about this happened and they didn't cover this. And I wasn't told that. And that way I can kind of help everybody at the same time as socializing. And you know what? We all like to complain a little bit. Come on, let's be honest. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll tell each other our horror stories and I can help people to avoid them in the future. And, yeah. you know, by learning other people's horror stories, you learn what to do for yourself to prevent exactly. these things exactly. from happening to you. So, yeah. Yeah, I have a question, a very selfish question, but there could be somebody else out there who has that specific situation. But I have, uh, I pulled a building permit to do some work on my house. And while the work was going on, I had a little bit of a fear that like, if something happened to the house, would they say they wouldn't cover it because the house isn't, you know, technically finished or signed off or whatever? I mean, is that a a thing or would it be just naturally okay? Well, depending on the extensive work, like if you are making and putting on an addition to your home or if you're just renovating a bathroom. like So it really depends on what's being done. Generally speaking, if you are adding on to your home or doing anything major with walls, um, you're going to want a builder's risk policy for the renovations. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> the insurance company 
would want to know that in order to cover anything. Depending on the insurance company, some are a lot easier to work with and they'll just put on a little endorsement uh, for a course of construction. So that would be to extend any damages because of things that happen while the home is being renovated. So there are there are options out there, but yeah, the insurance company could they could deny a claim if something happened while it was being renovated. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I need to know these things. It's almost finished now, but yeah, I I mean, I, yeah. I gutted the house, you know. I mean, the walls were all yeah. open and I turned it into a two family. So it was like really extensive oh, wow. renovation. And I yeah, feel really. like yeah. And I, and I, you know, there are times when I thought, you know, you should really call and find out if anything ever happened, what would it be covered? Or would they just come and say, oh, you had an unsafe condition and sorry, you know, you're not getting any money. <laughs> yeah. It, it would be similar to that. You know, that it's, that it's our job as the homeowner to let the insurance company know of any changes or yeah. um, renovations. Well, that's interesting because when I bought the house, the first thing I did was take the walls down. So when they came to do their inspection, they saw the house in an unfinished state. And then, you know, I said, well, I'm going to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And then they just left, yeah. you know, they didn't ever follow up on it. So that's yeah. what made me, well, one of the things that made speaking, me think that they probably were like, we don't care because then we just don't have to cover you. <laughs> yeah. Well, generally speaking, you, the insurance companies will give you, you know, 30 to 60 days because they know when you buy a house, generally speaking, you're going to be doing something to it to make it your own. Yeah. So they usually get about 30 or 60 days and then they'll swing by again. You might not have even seen them. Maybe they were peeking in your windows who yeah. knows? <laughs> to make sure Maybe. the work was done. <laughs> So what is it? I want to just talk for a minute about liability. What is like the average person uh, need to think about in terms of liability? Sure. So liability, you generally have exposures all the time for liability, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. There is liability against you basically every time you step foot in your, in your car. Um, and uh, when you own a home, you now own something that somebody can take away from you. And generally speaking, the average person, their largest asset is their home. So once you reach that level of life, you need to make sure that you have that coverage available so that if there's a lawsuit against you, all the money that the person is suing you for comes out of the insurance policy and not out of your pocket. Um, an example of that would be a car accident. Get into a car accident. And generally speaking, most people think, oh, a car accident, you know, it's me and one other car. It's not always that case. Sometimes it's you and two other cars. Sometimes it's you and one other car, but that one other car has five people in it and they're all injured. You know, it, there's so many different variables. And so you want to make sure that you have enough coverage on your auto policy, believe it or not, in order to protect the value of your home. Because when they sue you, if you don't have enough coverage on your auto policy, they will sue you civilly 
And at that point, if you don't have the liquid funds, you might have to, you know, refinance your house. You might have to sell your house to pay for the lawsuit. Why go through all of that when you can just have a personal umbrella policy for a million dollars, let's say? Yeah. A personal umbrella policy covers you just like an umbrella would cover you. So anything that is underneath the umbrella is protected. Generally speaking, that would be your autos and your home. If you have other exposures like motorcycles, boats, um, who knows, <laughs> so many things you could have. Um, those are the things that an umbrella policy covers. And it's all about liability. So when somebody's going to sue you because you made a mistake and somebody's injured because of it. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So anyone who owns a home pretty much needs an umbrella policy. And you know, and um, the liability extends from auto insurance, right? So it's going to cover the auto. It can also cover things that are, to happen at your house. If somebody slips and falls on ice because you didn't get around to putting your, your melting stuff down. Um, it could be vicarious liability. I've, <laughs> I have a story to tell. Okay. <laughs> teenage girl, teenage girls on the internet, little keyboard commando. And she's, <laughs> she's spreading rumors and lies about a teacher. And they were, so terrible that the teacher, you know, she had to go to therapy. She ended up quitting her job. She, you know, her, her reputation was tainted, everything. So the teacher then sues mom and dad and got a judgment. And now, you know, mom and dad had to pay for that lawsuit. That's the sort of thing that an umbrella policy would cover. Wow. <laughs> it covers if somebody, if you're having a party, you know, this comes up every February around Super Bowl time. <laughs> you're having a party, there's plenty of alcohol, and you're not paying attention to how much every individual person is consuming. They leave your house, they get into an accident, and injure somebody. That can go back on you because he left your house intoxicated. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got to breathalyze everybody when they leave your parties. <laughs> and the, the point is, if you don't want to have to do that, if you don't want to have to worry about all of this stuff, just get an umbrella policy. The average umbrella policy costs $250 a year. Wow. That's it. That's that is it. Yeah. Some are less, some are more. It depends on what you have and you know what your history is like. But generally speaking, $250 a year will get you covered. Would that cover things like your any like investment properties or something? Or are they separate because they're a separate entity? Right. So it's it's going to cover anything that you own, or if you have an LLC and you're the sole member, that's going to be part of it too. Mm -hmm. So if you're you have a rental property, it's going to be under that as well. Wow, I have to get one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I recommend it. Yeah. Oh my 100%. goodness. There's so many things. I mean, there's so many nuances and I mean, just like, I suppose any, any, uh, any, any field, right. When you really know what you're know your stuff and you know what you're talking about, then you realize there are so many different little pieces and bits and bops and 
things like that. What, what would you say yeah. is like your, your uh, worst kind of cautionary horror story that you are aware of that happened to somebody? The worst one. Um, <laughs> or your favorite yeah. one to share. <laughs> oh, my favorite one to share. Okay, well, I'll give you that one. That one. Well, it's probably the worst also. Um, so <laughs> a young guy in his 20s, came into some money and he decided to buy himself a boat had no experience with boats well he was coming into the dock and the slip too fast and a boat does not stop like a car stops <laughs> so this thing was not going to stop it was definitely going to hit the dock and it did and there was somebody on the dock who thought that doing this <laughs> was going to stop a boat, <laughs> a rather large boat. So the individual who did this to stop the boat was then injured. You know, his hand, his, his wrist, everything was injured. Turns out that smart fella was studying to be a surgeon. And because his hand was messed up in this, is no longer able to be a surgeon. So all of his future earnings are now what he was suing for. So the guy who came into money and bought the boat, he lost it real quick. Wow. Really quick. So oh, man. That is one of the biggest stories. Yes. And mm -hmm. who knows if he even would have been a good surgeon, you know? <laughs> Who knows? But you know what? Now he doesn't actually have to do anything for work. Wow. I mean, granted, his his hand is messed up and and the fact that he put his hand out and and damaged his future was not the fault of the guy who right. rammed his boat into the dock. Right. But he still had to pay for it. So it, it just goes to show you, you know, when people say, Oh, I don't need that, I'm not stupid enough to do something like that. Somebody else. No, but be. somebody else could be stupid enough to put themselves in, in your way. And if that stupid person puts themselves in your way and you hit them, that's your fault, not his. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So what a nightmare. But I guess my, my biggest takeaway from all this is all of these scary things, all of these stories of things that really happen is not something anybody should be worrying about. The way to not worry about it is to talk to somebody like me who does all that for you, yeah. you know, just hire a professional. This is when it comes to your money and your well-being, that's not something you want to DIY. It's really not. No. You know, if you want to lay down your own laminate flooring in one room, go for it. <laughs> you know, paint your walls. Absolutely. I wouldn't do insurance yourself. It's, it's <laughs> way too complicated. I've been doing this for 21 years and it's like every day something new happens that I think, oh, wow, that's right. Yeah, you need that for that too. So, you know, it's not a, a DIY type of thing. Wow. Joelle, we should give you like a staff and a shield, like, because you're the protector, <laughs> this protector of wealth and personal insurance concierge, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I need rip. to be. 
the character, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, I think you should put that on your website. Like, here I am, Joelle, the protector of wealth. Because it's, you're right, right? Dun, 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 yeah. <laughs> Start playing some music when you enter the room. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. My capes in the background. Exactly. Exactly. Kind of just glowing. Yeah. <laughs> no, this has been so helpful. And I, I think we need to talk because I don't have a clue. And I'm, I would be very willing to bet that I'm not protected enough, but you know, from God only knows what kind of crazy people, you know, cause I have Airbnb properties and I have other stuff going on and there's, there's no reason to think that I'm protected. You know, I don't, I never had this kind of a conversation with any of my agents. Yeah. So Airbnb is another one, <laughs> just so you know, um, since Airbnb became a thing, a lot of homeowner insurance policies will actually show um, it's called an endorsement, but basically what it says is if you're doing this, it's not covered. Yeah. So I can take a look at it. But if it's a homeowner policy, it probably has that on there. If it's a dwelling fire policy, it's likely okay. So it really depends on what policy form it's written on, but I can take a look at that too for you if you'd like. That's yes, what I, I would do like for my that. customers. I, I review it. I tell you, you're doing great here. You could make some changes here. You know, sometimes I can give a better price. Sometimes I can't. Either way, I, I give the guidance. Whether or not people place insurance with me, it doesn't matter. Well, I, I can't imagine why they would want to take all your great advice and then say, okay, I'm going to go with the same loser who gave me this bad advice in the first place. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised because it seems like it's just so much easier huh. to take my advice and go, you know, and you know, I used to work in jewelry. It's so funny. I used to work in jewelry at a store in the mall and I had all this education on diamonds. And so people would get the education on the diamonds and say, okay, now I know what to look for. And then they would go to another store that had the jewelry cheaper and get it from there. And now they got all the education. And that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where sure it can happen, but I'm willing to give that education anyway, because more than anything, I like helping people. So sure, I'm going to get business on it with some and not with others, but at least I know that this person now knows better for next time. And you know, what goes around comes around. Maybe, maybe this person doesn't want to switch their insurance, but they learn so much from me that they're going to send their friend over to me who's trying to change insurance anyway. You know, could be a lot of different things. And I'm not, I'm not here to police that, right? I just want to help people. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now it's a fantastic attitude. It's the right mindset, the abundance mindset, right? There's plenty for everybody and I'm going to be successful and life is good. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Beautiful. Exactly. Excellent. So how can people who need you, which I think is everybody, how can people get in touch with you? I mean, I'm going to put these links on the podcast page, getyourfillpodcast.com. And I'm also going to put them and they'll be in the show notes of any place where you've been listening to the podcast, but why don't you tell us too? Sure. So uh, uniquely, I live in Providence, Rhode Island, but I work in Worcester. So I'm kind of mobile. I'm everywhere. 
I do a lot of business in Rhode Island. I do a lot of business in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and so on, really any state. Um, and so you can reach me at my email at jrf at imaagency.com. You can look for me on Facebook, on Twitter, and you can look for me on LinkedIn as well. I generally post tips and tricks and ways that you can get around filing a claim and how to prepare for certain weather events. And you'll find content out there um, that I share all the time on social media. And you can certainly call me. My cell phone is always on 401-486-2075. Or if you just want to call in the office and it's not anything urgent, you can dial 508-471-1181. Thanks, Joelle. And thank you, thank listener, you. for listening. We're really excited that you have learned some more about insurance and this could hopefully help protect you against something that you had no idea was going to happen. <laughs> Any parting thoughts? Is there anything that you wish I would have asked you that I did not ask? I would say the only thing that generally comes up uh, is when folks are buying a house. If you're buying an older home, make sure you're looking at... Um, Things like the wiring in the house, the plumbing in the house, the age of the roof, if there are steps without a railing, if there's a pool without a fence, um, these are all things that could make the underwriter of the insurance company kind of give you a hard time about writing the policy. So make sure that these things are, are not an issue when you're, when you're buying a house. So you're saying that the you might get insurance and then when the underwriter comes or when the, when the inspector comes to the house, you're going to have suddenly a long list of repairs that you didn't know about. Right. Right. So you want to make sure that if you're totally in love with this house, but it's got older wiring and the roof is shot and all this, all these other things are, are an issue. You want to make sure that you talk with a realtor <laughs> <laughs> who can, uh, you know, organize that with the with the sellers yeah yeah it's funny because it's funny that you never know what they're going to ask you either i had a place and they wanted me to prove that there were carriage bolts holding the deck on and that there was uh and that the roof had at least two years of life so i had to have the roof inspected and get a letter from mm -hmm. a builder to say that it had at least two years of life so it's interesting mm -hmm. yeah you don't yep. know they don't know. like to see they don't like to see uh, tree limbs hanging over a roof. They, you know, if you have a pool, it needs to be fenced. And, and you know, there's some, there's also some uh, myths out there as far as um, is a pool going to make my insurance more expensive? No, it's not going to make your insurance more expensive. It might make it that you can't get the policy because there's not a fence around it. Um, if I have a dog, is my insurance more expensive? <laughs> no, your insurance isn't more expensive if you have a dog. If you have certain breeds, many insurance companies will just say, nope, we're not writing the policy. So again, that's another situation where you're going to want to contact an agent to weed through all of that so that you're not worrying about it. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Joelle, you've just a wealth of information. I really enjoyed having <laughs> you here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that you have this platform to help people just become aware of things that they might not have otherwise known. 
Oh, I'm sh- I, I can't imagine that anybody who's listening didn't get something, which is a good point because listeners, you know that there's somebody you can share this with who is going to definitely benefit from Joelle's information. So please remember to share the link to the podcast and share Joelle's information and have a fantastic week. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.